Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. It's 14 minutes after the hour of 12 on Voice of the Cape. I'm not Rashan Isaacs. She will be back with you on a new season of Cover Mode next week or next year rather, inshallah. But meanwhile, remember that the Cover Mode page was opened and uh, some lovely prizes are being given away there on Facebook. So please type in Cover Mode one word and you'll be able to win some of those fantastic prizes that are being given away. And that will sustain us until next year, I hope, inshallah. We look forward to that. So uh, because we have an outside broadcast tomorrow, we've decided th- to therefore move our series of programs on divorce to today. And uh, today, especially looking at support systems available for divorcees. Now, just to give you a rundown of what we have discussed thus far, we've spoken about the thick of divorce. If you've been thinking about divorce, how do you broach the subject with your partner? And then also the consequences that do affect uh, this decision. We've also discussed the trauma of divorce. How does it affect your family, your friends? How can you keep it civil? And then also looking at the financial implications of divorce as well as children of divorcees. All of these programs are available if you've missed it on our podcast system, which is vocfm.iono.fm and click on the general channel and you'll find all the episodes listed there, inshallah. But nonetheless, as mentioned today, the lines are open for 7913 and today we're discussing support system for divorcees. And joining me online is uh, one of my favorite guests, that is none other than Auntie Najmanisa Solomon, who is a counselor and uh, a life coach with an Islamic ethos. Assalamu alaikum, Auntie Najmanisa. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Mishka and shukran once again for inviting me to this program. It's an absolute pleasure, Auntie Najmanisa. A very important subject that we've been discussing, and the questions have been rolling in nonstop uh, with regard to the subject of divorce. So, if we again, I want to invite you, if you'd want to comment to question us on any of the of the discussions, you're welcome to do so on four seven nine one three. So, Auntie Najmanisa, as I've mentioned, we've gone through um, certain aspects of divorce, and now we are a divorcee, and as a male or a female, we feel very alone in the world. What can we do in order to assist ourselves and get us maybe uh, some motivation going, you know, to continue? Shukran, Mishka. This is a very um, hard thing for, for, for the person that is actually in the position. Depending what the circumstances of the divorce was, whether the person wanted the divorce or, or, or whether most of the time it's the woman doesn't want the divorce and she's got no choice but she gets the divorce. Then you get the woman that um, wants the divorce but also the want the divorce and hoping that something else is going to happen um, to get some form of intervention and save this marriage. Mm. Um, we, we often forget about the divorced man. Many times a divorced man, men doesn't really want to lose their partner. They've made certain mistakes in their life, uh, as what we all do. And they want to reunite this marriage, but the woman is maybe so fed up already, or she has external influences, or people are not listening to this thing holistically. And then you'll find the divorce will be carrying through, and this man will go through a very... Men actually take it much harder if they are the ones that didn't want the divorce. Women take it very hard. But men, because they are the emotional beings, they only function on one particular emotion at a time. Whereas women will look at the, a lot of stuff, a lot of feelings, a lot of emotions, because that is how they've been created and made. And they normally in a situation where they cannot go out there under ita. They need people to come and visit them. They need friends to come and see them. They need uh, parents and colleagues and whoever's been good with them over the years that they were married is now suddenly going to shy away. 
because a woman that's divorced becomes a victim to most men and a threat to most women due to the fact that in in our culture we we have to understand our culture Mishka, mm. is that if a woman is single and going under ida it is a state of ibada you 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 you've been honored by the divine to now look at your face and to look at your trust in, in, in your Allah, your surrendering, your prayer, your time for meditation, your willingness and your consistency in your ibadah is that three months and ten days that you're actually going through. But how can you do that if you haven't honored yourself with truthfulness, with awareness, with consistency, with consciousness, with um, acceptance of what has happened, with choices that I have to make during this period of time, with feeling the freedom that is going to approach me after my it is over, how do I feel um, or look forward to external fun again or fun with my immediate family or my children, how long am I going to stay in this more, uh, morbid um, um, duration of, of, of mourning this um, divorce or the period of loneliness and it all comes down to acknowledgement so we know in surah um ali maran where allah Ta'ala speaks about accept forgive and move on mm. but it's a process and mm-hmm. we do not see the rahmah and the mercy of allah in the actual idda period the actual idda period is that time where you're going to honor the divine first because the order and the law comes from allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and many times women feel, why must I go under Ida for him? It is not for him, it is for yourself. So that is where the honoring of yourself comes in. So we all have to go and uh, learn and find out and understand the ultimate reason for, for the Ida period. The Ida period is a mercy and a rahmah from Allah towards the female person. Why doesn't the man go under Ida? Because he doesn't, number one, have a rahim. Number two, he doesn't have the process of the mixed emotions and the amount of emotions that the woman has, the aitoch, the poitoch, and the sistoch, and everything goes around that. Mm. So you look at again the rahmah and the mercy that Allah puts upon the female. For the knowing the female, but does she know herself? The knowing the, the female is the process that we have to process emotions, and this will be an example for us in our lives towards any kind of trauma that we are going through as females. We need to put our faith into Allah, and anything that brings you more pain than pleasure, you have to surrender. Hmm. So the woman is going to find herself maybe a sister to a mother, or she's going to move in with her mother, and she's been married before she had her own life. She's got little children that's with her, maybe that she needs to consider, and she's emotionally distorted. So do we ever separate the person from the emotions and we see the person cooking and cleaning and going to work and smiling and doing the children's homework or doing this and doing that. But ultimately the support base for the mother in helping her out during her emotional period is very seldom not there. Mm-hmm. So we, we, we advise and we recommend or we guide her to have somebody externally to be able to speak to even during the time that she's under Ida, she can go and see a counselor or she can go see a therapist or she can go for some form of relaxation um, therapy or something that's going to do good for her. I personally feel that it's not a good time for her to be seen by an external male, whether it's a chef or imam or whoever, because of the, re- the reputation that there is, that this woman is so vulnerable at that time. And because she's so vulnerable, she can be easily connected emotionally to somebody that is going to show her any kind of 
support of caringness, of um, support financially or of support in any kind of way, it can mislead her during that time. And what we need to look at the level of emotional intelligence that this person has and how we can sustain that and mm. harness that within her. Mm. Okay, that sounds some, like some good advice. Let's break it down, um, Antina Jumnisa. Of course, uh, discussing today support systems for divorcees. You're welcome to SMS any questions or comments to 47913 as well, and we'll see how, how, how we can answer them, inshallah. So, Antina Jumnisa Solomon, who is a counselor and life coach with an Islamic ethos, joins us online today, all the way from Joburg. So, um, I'm sure it's uh, very hot up there, as long as you've got water, Antina Jumnisa. So, and, and, and cool down. Cool down well. <laughs> I think we've had that weather this weekend as well. So, um, yes, Auntie Najmanisa, you were saying the support base is extremely important. So let's look at what is the yeah. relationship now of the, her family and how should her to, family be supporting her? Yeah. This is very important that we break it down. Um, we look at we look at the family first. Family is first. You can't if you ask me about your family. You can't be angry with a person for more than three days. And my life can reject you. You're just not one of the honorable. And if there's a teeny weeny little bit of ego within you where you think, you see, when you judge another person, you're immediately judging yourself. So many a time, this divorced person is isolated and judged as, well, for whatever reason, and most of the time the divorced woman gets put off, there isn't a platform, there isn't a space in society for this particular person. Mm. So once again, a family is vitally important. But we almost must remember, uh, Mishra, that the, 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 the biggest of, of enviness and nafs comes from immediate family, as we know, Surah Yusuf, where Allah Ta'ala explains to us about um, the, the brothers of, of Yusuf that was a favorite to the mother, to the father, and how they needed to do away with him. Now, if we, if we really look into the Surah and we try to dissect the Surah and, and, and understand it properly, we have to know that how important is family, but how important it is to understand family. Hmm. So now the mother is going to be more supportive towards this child that is now single and divorced and back maybe in mommy's house or maybe living alone. There's other siblings as well and we're expecting all the siblings to, to, to sort of gather around together and support this person. But it depends a lot on how these children were raised, Mishka. Hmm. There can be a, a, a fear within one of the sisters even that her husband might get too close to this person or this person gets very close to the to the to the brother in law and confides in him because the lack that this person now has is to get the understanding of a male's oh, reasoning of why this has happened to me. So we have to be very transparent and 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 and, and truthful to ourselves. Awareness with consciousness of what is it what the sister of mine really needs. So now I'm going to say, you know what, my husband can take you to, sh- to shopping, I'm at work, I can't do it now, he's available and blah, 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 and whatever. You must always remember the third person is shaitan and these are things that happen. So be truthful to yourself and obey Allah's laws to the ultimate. Mm. With the support, basically. Go out, take your mom along or take a brother or a sister along or somebody that you're never alone so that they can be point fingers. Don't cause a fitna. So here again, we look at family again. I'm going to come back. But what is the, the, the dynamics within a family if a child comes back to the home? For a mother, it is an extremely, extremely traumatic thing because mm-hmm. the first question you ask yourself, 
where have I gone wrong? Why is my child getting a divorce? But I need to be there for my child as well. There's anger that why did he divorce my child? Why did he do this and that and the other? There's that blame that you feel you have inside of yourself. So how do you support your daughter while you are having all these things going through your mind? So you're going to add on to her worry and onto her uh, complaints. And if it can just be somebody like the family, but just listen and just be there unconditionally without questioning, without adding on, let you talk about the trauma, let you talk about the life, let you express herself, let you just allow it to be. It's going to take her at least three to four weeks for that first month just to go through that traumatic period okay. of her life. Instead of anybody adding on stages or aggravating the situation and adding on, don't do this, do that, don't give him the children, don't see this, take him to court, do this or that. Just allow her for the first month to just be, to mm. vent and to cry and to complain. And sometimes she doesn't want anyone else to say something bad about her children's father or her ex-husband because there's still maybe an emotional connection and there's maybe still hopefulness. So the first four weeks is very important where family just be mm. um, in the present or go and visit or see where they can help without adding to the situation. You'll see automatically if that takes place, Mishka, the friends and colleagues also uh, plays a big role in there by all of them just understanding that this woman or man for that matter just needs to vent for this first four weeks. Allow them to speak, allow them to cry, allow them to express all the different kinds of emotions. Be there for the children. Take the children over the weekend that she's got the children maybe to uh, a garden or to go and play or just bake something for the children like a pizza and have a pizza afternoon. Okay. Something that can occupy the children mm. and allow her to sometimes have moments alone where she can just reflect. Mm. So, so but really without important to adding on to her situation. Mm. That definitely makes month, sense. The second month you'll see automatically there'll be a relief within her. Now she's listened to herself, she's reasoned with many things that have happened, but nobody's interfered, everybody's just been there. And you'll see her entire aura, her way of speaking, her way of thinking, everything will be different now. And you'll see it will come to a more calmer space. By the third month, there'll be more interaction of the family, of now she's in that space where she's now, you know what? I understand this now and I understand that and I'm more ready for this now and I'm more ready for that. But I need this kind of help. I need that kind of help. What is mommy thing? Where can I keep this? Then she throws out questions to the family. And only when she asks for certain specific things, you can say, you know what? There is this kind of support base available. There is this kind of place where you can get help for this. Look at professional people that can assist her during this period of time. Mm. Maybe it's maintenance, maybe it's a form of abuse, maybe it's a form of um, labeling or, or aggressiveness of fighting, arguing over the phone or over the children and in front of the children. Try to just have a civil relationship. The parents of the, of the other woman must, must have a civil relation with the father of the children. Mm. If he comes there, salamu alaikum, alaikum salam, whether you let him in, whether you let him stand at the door, but the children must never witness that you are actually backstabbing or talking about the father back or about the mother for that matter. Mm. Because ultimately they need stability. Okay. And this is where grandparents play an enormously important role. If there's differences between a mother and a father, married, divorced, or single, or whatever they are. But if you find those two parents are not 
um, connecting and they find it difficult to communicate and they are arguing and fighting and whatever, then grandparents play an enormously big role to just be there for their ch- grandchildren without mm. um, kind of adding to the situation mm. by just saying or playing with them or occupying them or taking them out or just being there for them so that they cannot have to witness these things and knowing that they have a soft thing to fall back onto as grand parents mm. instead of grandparents interfering in the, in the situation. Shukran and Let's take an ad break now and uh, yeah, I want to invite you if you are a divorcee and you felt that isolation and you felt being that you were being judged by people around you uh, we want to hear your story. How did you overcome that? Uh, the SMS number is 47913 and we'll definitely be reading them out as we go along inshallah. back to our program where we are doing our series of programs on divorce uh, today and tomorrow will be or not tomorrow rather Wednesday will be our last program in the series and uh, as we've said we've discussed all aspects in terms of FIC if you've been thinking about divorce the trauma of divorce children of divorces and the one question that came through um, a bit earlier um, asking from after Talak who's responsible for the children please if you can go on to vocfm.iono.fm Sheikh Fadil Imandin explains it's so beautiful it's part five of the series, so please download that and listen to it at your own um, time, inshallah. So joining me online today is Najmanisa Solomon, a counsellor and life coach with an Islamic ethos, taking us through the subject of how can we uh, support each other um, as either divorcees or if there's a, of someone in our family that's undergone a divorce, how do we support them? So Najmanisa, we were now discussing the female aspect of it and the importance of idda. Can we move on to a male and a male being a divorcee and they've just um, you know uh, had a fasah uh, or they've talaked their wives um, what happens with, with the male how do they find those support systems um, Shukran Mishra very important question because we often sideline the man and think that he doesn't have any emotions or he's not going through any kind of thing because most of the time the man is in our society or in our culture so called the, the, the perpetrator mm. and the woman becomes the victim now, a man also goes through um, a major amount of um, emotional stuff, but because of the way they've been wired and the way they've been created by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, not by us, we will see them having a different reaction towards um, the, the separation or the divorce for that matter. Depending on the temperament to a large extent, Misha, if he's a feisty kind of man, he will be um, fighting for certain things, he will be argumentative, it will be justification in it, and he'll kind of show his emotions in that kind of way, in a very feisty and angry kind of way. The, the slow-to-process man is going to be the quiet person that's going to be looking a lot inside and asking himself, why did this happen? I just need to move on. I need to overcome this pain. I need to get through this whole thing, and so on and so on. The easy-to-flexible man is the guy that's going to try um, to be, get the upper end of things and to please the situation, like, for instance, his children, for that matter. Um, he's normally the, the man that becomes most vulnerable, and he will easily fall into another relationship that will sort of cloud or cover the emotions that he's going through, easily fall uh, like a rebound relationship and mm. say, no, this is over, I'm over and done with it, I can move on, um, we'll be having, seeing a lot of girls maybe or a lot of company and going out and having fun and showing the world that oh no it's actually okay in the meantime 
he's actually the, the most dangerous type of person that you can get into another relationship with. Mm. Um, that is the man that doesn't show his, his emotions as far as uh, mourning the situation. The, the person that we can see mourning the most is the quiet, the, the slow to warm up kind okay. of person. This person will more, be more withdrawn and quiet and just carry on quietly, but have that inner cry inside for whatever has happened, whether he's to be blamed or whether the wife is to be blamed or whether they just didn't get along, whatever the reason might have been, but he'll have an inner cry. And okay. very often his parents will refer to him as, oh no, but he's always been quiet. Um, he's always been a loner. He's always been coping with things on his own. And it's very, very, very difficult to actually enter that particular person's space. Mm. And it's very important to allow this person the space, like for instance, going into his room or if he's on his own, he's going to occupy himself with maybe um, a cyber uh, um, or the, the new technology of communication with the media or the internet or the phone or various things because he's not an outspoken person. This person is going to speak. Um, to people maybe via other instruments and so on. So whoever can be in touch with this person or you want to reach this person, that is actually the best medium to reach this person. They are normally visual people which read things through and need to digest it mm. and then will either think about it or will reply at a, at a later stage, but it will leave this person food for thought. The feisty person is very similar in that fact. If you don't want to have an altercation with a feisty person, it's also important to withdraw and stay at a distance from this person and not answer at the time when this person is really fighting you or shouting you or arguing about something, to actually be quiet and to write a letter or to write something via the medium that we have today to this particular person. That's a very good way of communicating with okay. that people. The easy to flexible, I'm going to say, is again the person where he's going to look like he's okay because he'll quickly adapt to other kind of situations without healing. And they can, they can take a lot with inside of them, mm. and one day it will just explode. So you'll find the easy to flexible person adapting very quickly to another relationship, to another marriage, or to another situation or so on, without really communicating with, with anybody about it. And it will be this happy-go-lucky person, and nobody will really, really know what this person is feeling. And that's the inner cry that even this person is not aware of. So if you know your child or you know yourself, you will know people, you will actually be able to see these things in the different people and how to manage and support your child or your friend or your um, whoever is going through this as a male figure. Mm. Females, very much the same, looking at the temperament, but they are more expressive about things. They are more approachable when it's emotional things and so on. Mm. They are more talkative about things. No matter what temperament they are, they will be talking to somebody. Okay. Male is different. And Tinaj we've got an SMS that's come through on our line, 47913. That's the number you can uh, send any questions or comments to, especially if you uh, have gone through a divorce and maybe you felt um, isolation, you felt being judged uh, by other people, you maybe uh, can't get along with um, his family anymore, and yet there are children involved. We want to hear from you, 47913. How did you get over that? So the question that came through, it says, could it be that her husband has not truly forgiven his ex? for divorcing as he cannot ever be in her company when there is family gatherings he tends to avoid going could it be anger uh, if the ex-wife does not do idda 
Look, the Ida, I'm going to say again, it's got nothing to do with him. It's not for him. It's not for her. It's not for nobody. But it's actually a, a, a connection with you and the higher power. Um, again, being aware of, of your connection with your divine, knowing and understanding what level of Iman you have, um, knowing and understand how you meditate and, and, and how is your willingness and consistency with Allah. So the man needs to make peace with that and knowing that whatever she's done wrong, Allah is going to deal with her. He cannot punish her by being angry with her or being frustrated or labeling or making accusations or whatever. It is vitally important that he must know the first step of peace of mind is to mind your own business. So is it something that he can do something about? No. Is it bringing him more pain than pleasure? Yes. So he needs to surrender that. Hmm. It's very simple questions that you can ask yourself with special words, um, and I'm going to email it to you, Nisha, and then you can actually print it out and have it available if anybody wants to, to, to look at this. And they can work for about a month on all of these words. And these words are stuff that just makes you reflect on personal development for all human beings. It's, hmm. it's vitally important to look at the, 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 the connection of you and your, of your Allah and you and your Lord. In whatever faith you are, in any religion that you are in, what is your belief in the, the, the higher power? Is there a higher power for you, or do you feel that you can make the difference? You have to make the difference. You can this, you can this, and so on. You come to the stage where you're honoring yourself. Are you really being very truthful to yourself? Now, this can only happen, Misha, if the person allows the person to go through some form of therapy, okay. some form of reflection with a good counselor or a transformational therapist, somebody that has got uh, uh, the skills that can assist this person without getting emotionally involved with this person. We must also remember that whoever has the children, the children will act out whatever the parents' emotions are. So if the mother's emotions are high and the equilibrium is out, the children are going to be more irritable and frustrated and crying and acting out and being mischievous or doing things. And that can also distract the parent from concentrating on what they have to do for themselves. So this is again where the grandparents comes in. And I'm in the if emphasize on the word grand. Hmm. Um, we know it's a Western uh, word. But even in the Islamic space, it's been looking upon as the, as the uh, more experienced or the more grown or the more matured parent in the child's life that can now look at the child and look at the stability that the child needs. And everything is about time. And this is why our deen is so important to give yourself the time. Allah even forces you to go under Ida with a message from Allah distinctly from the Quran because He created us and He's made us and He knows that we need time for everything. Mm. But we do not give ourselves this time. Mm. We do not allow ourselves to make the right choices because our equilibrium is out. We must first identify that you know what? A sane person will know when he needs help. <laughs> we always say bad people go to psychologists and psychiatrists and this and that and the other or counselor. But it's actually the same person that is in, 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 in touch with himself, that yeah. understands and knows himself, that knows that I'm a little wobbly internally from an emotional level. Yes. My emotional aura is outside of my spiritual aura. Um, everybody can see or feel my aura. I need to get myself my equilibrium back again. Mm, so mm. go and see somebody to get the necessary help for that. It makes the world of difference. But time is of the essence. Time mm. brings everything back into space, into mm. place. 
So, Auntie Najmanisa, looking at support groups or support systems for divorcees, do we find that that is something common in, in Cape Town and do people actually attend them? Um, it depends on the name, you know. I started a support group about two, 18, 20 years ago for a women's divorce support group, and many of the women were, were, were mocked about it and laughed about it. And even for myself, people would make fun and say, uh, are you divorced? Why are you running a divorce support? Are you this? Are you that? And whatever. Alhamdulillah, for me, it wasn't about... Um, uh, uh, what it was doing to me. For me, it was more about, it wasn't just myself, it was a few other ladies. I can't take all the credit for it, but it was a few women that came together and did a survey to see if there is a space in society for this particular woman. Even women that was contemplating divorce, even women that find themselves in difficult positions. So within the support group, we found um, social workers coming in there, psychiatric social workers, uh, nurses, all professional women coming into the space and coming to sit in the support group. Even women that under inter during that time that have now made a difference in their life and can be there for their children or whichever way they can understand this thing better. Mm-hmm. So the support group went extremely well. Even those women have grown and, and, and started supporting it in their own kind and own spaces. At the end of the day, why it faded away was because we, we, the women that was originally in the support group was now growing out of the support group and other women needed to come back in. So we relaunched it a couple of weeks ago. Unfortunately, we didn't get the kind of um, support that we expected. Either people are shy because it's called a women's divorce support group, so everybody that comes there will know now that, it's, that they are divorced. The thing, the reason that we want to keep the word divorce in there is for those women to be able to be created a space in society for them. So if we cannot call it any other group, called the bug, a basic upliftment group, but it's for anybody that has got any kind of situation. But we will will always make it known that the woman that is divorced or contemplating divorce is not isolated within the situation. We welcome all of them. And the woman that is in the group that comes there for other things, there will always be similarities with within women. Mm -hmm. And the reason for the basic upliftment group is to let women thrive on their similarities and not on their differences. Because many a time divorces happen because of another woman. And why do we find women being women's greatest enemies? And this is what we need to work on in ourselves as women. And, and, and that is our inner battle that we have to do for, for us. How much do we love our husbands or worship our husbands? How much do we love our parents or worship our parents? How much do we love our children or worship our children? So it's very often where you, where you find yourself, your children are all adults now. They're all married. They have their own lives. And there can be major disagreements with what you are seeing within their development and what you are seeing, how they go about things that you need to understand. And the best way to understand it is to think, where were you at the time when you were their age and in that stage of your marriage? How was your marriage? How did you cope and manage with your situation at that time? Instead of just rushing in and labeling your child or, or, the, or the partner and saying you must do this and saying, because you are the more mature and the more um, better known person now. But it's the way we do things mm. that can throw them out of uh, equilibrium again or aggravate the situation even worse. So if we claim to be the, the older and the more matured and the more knowledgeable, because we are, we really are, but it's, if we claim to have that, then we need to learn the method of how to approach the situation. 
um, what is the kind of boundaries that we have around ourselves for ourselves to protect ourselves? What is the kind of compassion we're having towards the other person and towards ourselves? What is the kind of judgmentalness that we have? How can we judge and think, we, oh, no, but I'm better, I'm past that stage. When you say that to yourself, you're immediately judging yourself and putting yourself in, in, in a different capacity as the other person. You might be in a different capacity, but the judgment comes from you. Mm. So you judge yourself and you automatically be a person that will judge other people. How do we forgive? How do we understand forgiving? What do we understand about forgiving? Can we forgive the behavior and still love the person and be nice and civil and decent with a person, but not going to allow that person to do the same thing with you again and have your boundaries in place, as parents for that matter? Um, how do you get closure on, 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 on something that has happened to you that is so painful and you didn't get your sin, mm-hmm. I still want to confront him, I still want to confront his mother, or I want to know why, or why did he do that, or why? So, so that, that, that manifests and it festers with inside of our bodies. And that then permeates other parts of our bodies because it's a constant thought mm. that we're having within ourselves. And all we need to do, Misha, is to ch- change the thought. The minute we change the thought, we change our entire lives. And the thought needs to be about authenticity. Is I am this person. There's no one like me. Mm. And if I didn't get along with that particular person, then that person has got his own authenticity. But how can we get along as human beings but still be different? Then, of course, you have to be patient with that process and very disciplined with yourself in this process. That's a lot to think about because at the end of the day, it's not... It's not stuff that people can just reach easily. It's very deep things. We we, we speak these things. We talk about it every day. We we live it through. But it's not where we want to go when we need to work on ourselves. Exactly. Because a lot of it also, Antinaj Munis, has got to do with the ego. And, um, you know, like you were saying... the to do with the ego. Yeah. You were saying the earlier that that need for revenge, that that need for wanting to get your way. And that's when the closure comes in. I haven't. I didn't get my spin. I didn't get closure. And you're asking this constant questions about things, and you're not really aware of Allah at that time, mm. Mm. because you're not appealing to Allah now. You're feeling that I need to resolve this. Mm. I need to get answers. This. But how do you get answers? The most amazing way you can get answers is you surrender. Mm. The minute anything causes you more pain than pleasure, you surrender. Surrender. That. Because that's you what Islam is about. You make sunat al-khaja. You, you even just take a do and put your hands up in the air and say, Ya Allah, please, do not let this thing matter to me so much anymore. Take this pain away from me, Allah. Believe me from this worry, from this anxiousness, from this, this ease in my body. Put your head on the ground. Speak to Allah. Allah is hafuru rahim. And Allah has the know-how to take that away from you. Nobody else can do that for you. And unfortunately our time has come to an end um, but shukran for making yourself available. If you'd like to get Auntie Najmanisa's contact number, you're welcome to call us at the um, offices on 021-442-3500 and we'll gladly give that uh, off to you as well, um, inshallah. Auntie Najmanisa, shukran again and we hope to chat to you next week uh, when you're back in Cape Town.
Amin insha Allah. Okay, assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. So that concludes our program on the support systems for divorcees. I hope inshallah that you have gained something from it as much as I have and uh, the one thing that has uh, that I've marked off on my thing is saying surrender. If it gives you more pain than pleasure, then surrender because at the end of the day that is what Islam is about. Trusting and believing that Allah will make everything better for you. Allah does not place a burden on you greater than you can be. So tomorrow, as we mentioned, we've got the Sasa outside broadcast. They're going to be coming all the way from Stellenbosch. And that will be up until 1 o'clock tomorrow. And then on Wednesday, inshallah, we'll conclude the series on divorce and looking at moving forward with uh, either family therapy or individual therapy. Or should you stay single or shouldn't you? Should you find someone else to continue life with? We'll be back then on Wednesday at 12 o'clock. Inshallah, enjoy the day. Have a beautiful one. Shukran to Faldi. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.